Welcome to Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, a show where we rewind relationships in popular media and break down behaviors that are often considered normal but are actually based in power, control, and abuse. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, she, her pronouns, the Prevention and Youth Education Coordinator at Next Step Domestic Violence Project. We aren't born knowing how to be in relationships in healthy and equal ways. We learn through the examples given to us, like those in media. That's why this show uses media, like movies, TV shows, books, and music, as tools to recognize and start conversations about harmful and unhealthy behaviors and relationships. But this is not to pass judgment on the media that we're discussing. There are sensitive materials in and spoilers of the media we discuss. In today's show, there will be topics like stalking, abduction, and murder. If this sounds like information that may be difficult to listen to, I welcome you to join us back for next month's show. I'm excited to be able to introduce Next Step's newest youth educator and advocate, Carrie Clark, she, her pronouns, as our guest speaker for today's show. Carrie has recently joined Next Step's prevention team and will be working to educate young people about what dating and domestic violence looks like, what equality in relationships looks like, and what resources and supports are available to people who are currently experiencing power and control in relationships. Today, we'll be discussing the Netflix series, You. As a little background before we get started, this show follows a bookstore manager named Joe Goldberg as chance run-ins with different women turn from crushes into dangerous obsessions. We'll be focusing on the first season of the show in today's discussion. This season starts with Joe working at the bookstore he manages when an aspiring writer named Guinevere Beck enters. We watch and listen to his initial thoughts about Beck and what seems like an innocent and romantic crush. This quickly turns into a dangerous obsession as Joe begins stalking Beck, using the information he learns to create romantic situations that turn into a relationship. What Beck doesn't know is that Joe has stolen her phone to monitor her conversations, has been following her and lingering outside her home, and eventually abducts and murders people in her life he feels are obstacles to their relationship. If you would like to reach out to us for more support or more information, please call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at 1-800-315-5579. If you'd like to reach out for support, but you're not sure who to call, you can call 211 to find which resource may be helpful for you and to be connected with them. Now I'd like to introduce Carrie to start our conversation around the TV show You. So Carrie, how do you think watching these unhealthy behaviors in TV shows and movies has impacted you and how you view relationships? I think for me, it set some very unrealistic expectations um, for what I thought relationships would be like or should be like growing up. Um, And there were a lot of things that, you know, once I did grow up and started being in relationships, it was kind of, it threw me for a loop almost because I would see these things portrayed in the media, like, this should be normal and 
it's not. <laughs> um, and it's, or things that were okay, or even romantic in the movies, just that's not reality. And that's not necessarily healthy to see. You learn so much about how relationships look and what are the behaviors that are kind of acceptable and normal in relationships from the relationships around us, like the ones in TV shows and movies. And I know I had a very similar experience, you know, growing up and watching different movies and TV shows where people were treating each other in these ways that at the time I was thinking that's normal, that's romantic, that's passionate, having these very mm -hmm. heated conversations or having this one person decide all of these other things for this other person. But really in real life, that is not something that should be happening. You know, that is not how we create these equal relationships where people are feeling respected and feeling safe and feeling comfortable. Having someone control everything in their relationship and making all those decisions alone and having very heated very you know aggressive arguments instead of being able to communicate with each other it's not something that I actually want to have and going back and watching through these different shows that I watched while I was growing up I'm noticing all of these different things that at the time I was like oh my gosh how cute is that how cute is their relationship but now I look back and I'm like oh my gosh if someone treated me like that I would not be okay with it yeah absolutely especially uh you mentioned like the the heated arguments just the fighting I can remember being young and in a relationship and wanting that you know wanting that quote-unquote passion like oh they're fighting for each other or you know and it just that's not reality and when you're actually in that moment with somebody and you are screaming at each other that's not you're not feeling romantic in that moment that's terrifying or humiliating or anxiety inducing so the reality of those situations is so different than how they're portrayed. So today we are going to be talking about the TV show You. Can you tell me a little bit about why you chose the TV show You to talk about? I wanted to talk about it because I it's a great show. I love it. It is exciting. It's suspenseful. There are a ton of different characters. There's a lot to unpack. There are a lot of questionable, for lack of a better word, behaviors happening. And I think um, a lot of those behaviors, even though they do get very dramatic in the show, they are very realistic to today, um, especially like the technology aspects of it. I think that a lot of that is normalized. Joe is using a lot of technology when he's stalking people and it's it I just think it's very realistic to things that go on in relationships friendships and it's just very normalized I agree with you a lot of what is shown in the show it does seem very dramatic you know I do think it's like amped up for the show but the actual things that Joe is doing very relatable I hear it all the time from people that I talk to and just in my personal experience with people who have been involved in relationships when stuff has happened, Joe is doing to some extent, like the technology piece for sure and how absolutely controlling he is. Can you talk a little bit more about what you saw in the show around 
him using technology against Beth. Yeah. So, I mean, it starts right out um, when they meet at the bookstore and Joe works with that guy, the guy, Ethan. And Ethan says right off the bat, you know, oh, you know her full name. I would be Googling her so hard. And Joe says to him, isn't that a little aggressive? But then he goes on to do exactly that and so much more. Um, and he he goes right home and he's looking her up and he finds her address and he finds her social media and he is able to get a lot of information about her that way. And he starts following her um, around, you know, school and at her house, he's walking by her window, but he's able to do all of that by using technology to find her and find out about her life. And he's, he's very judgmental about the things she chooses to share, like her own personal things on social media. And it's just very icky to watch. <laughs> like He's doing that and creating this kind of person that he wants her to be rather than seeing, you know, all parts of her for who she really is based on what she posts on social media and based on their very limited interaction at the bookstore, which realistically is only a few minutes long. Like that first scene in the show where she walks in and he just decides a lot of things about her based on the fact that she is wearing a loose blouse, but she's wearing loud bracelets that jangle when she moves. And based on just how she moves and talks with people and apologizes when she bumps into someone, he creates this entire persona for her just based on before he even has any actual contact with her creates this entire persona for her and then throughout the show when she doesn't match all of these different assumptions about who she is he gets very upset and even at the end of the show violent towards her because she doesn't match up with what he decided she should be you know when those things don't match up he uses that to justify his behaviors his stalking and his you know he's removing quote-unquote obstacles and, and their people you know he's removing these people from her life to suit his needs and his wants based on who he would he wants her to be and he says you know he's doing these things for her benefit but really they're they're for his benefit one of the biggest examples is that he does, like you had mentioned, actually remove people from her life that he doesn't feel fit in with the idea of what he wants her to be. Like her boyfriend, Benji, he ends up abducting and murdering Benji. And her best friend, Peach, is another obstacle that he has decided he needs to remove. And he does the same thing to Peach. Very, very controlling, like extreme levels of controlling. Do you have any like examples or ideas about how him like controlling these people in her life might relate to a real world example? You see this, you know, I've noticed this in a lot of people, you know, they, they will say, you know, this person isn't good for you because X, Y, Z. And, you know, that isn't necessarily that person's opinion of 
these relationships that they have. Um, and some of the things are right, you know, he, you know, his notion of Peach being manipulative and maybe not a great friend. That's not entirely incorrect, but it's still not his place to, you know, remove her literally from the world or her life. It's very controlling. It's all about control. He knows what's best for her and it's just that's very realistic I think that's something that we see all the time being portrayed in relationships you know somebody thinks they know what's best for the other person and you know that person doesn't get to have those opinions and those thoughts on their own yeah exactly so he is like completely controlling the situation and isolating, you know, her from her loved ones and from the people that are in her life. He is making the decision and controlling, you know, who he wants her to be by isolating her from the people in her life. I think, like, in this show, it's a very severe example where he does end up really severely, you know, removing them Mm -hmm. from her life. But in the real world, it happens all of the time with just like the you're not allowed to hang out with this person because I don't think they're a good person for you to be spending your time with or you need to be spending your time with me not with all of these other people and isolating someone from the people that they are close with the people that are in their life mm-hmm. and um to go back a little bit too to the technology piece I think that that was such a good example that relates really well to the real world where technology is a big controlling factor In the show, he actually ends up, you know, being in a situation where he steals her phone and he uses her phone to monitor all of the things that she is talking to all of these different people about. And I know that that's something that, you know, I have heard a lot of in the real world. How do you see that relating to your experience? Yeah, I think that, you know, like you said, it's maybe not on quite as grand a scale as what the show goes into. But, you know, there's certainly a lot of people, if you trust me, I should be able to read your messages or this and that. And it it's so not about that. It's just having that autonomy and that privacy. And it's a right. And, you know, people feel sometimes entitled to if you're my partner I should be able to have access to every part of you I couldn't agree more and it is really important to be able to have a relationship that's based in equality where people are feeling very respected and feeling safe and feeling comfortable having that autonomy you know and being able to make all of those different choices and having private spaces to yourself and when that doesn't exist it can be very dangerous and it can be very isolating it can make it so that you feel like you cannot talk to your friends and family because your conversations are being monitored by the person you're in a relationship with yeah absolutely and I think the show does a really good job of showing how people do get away with behaving this way Joe is a really likable character he is good looking he is charming he is sweet and quirky and funny 
And, you know, he does a good job of making even the audience who knows exactly what he's up to, you find your, at least I find myself making those excuses right along with him because he's able to justify his behavior so well. And I think that that is something very true to real life. And a lot of people will say, you know, how could somebody stay in a relationship like that? Or I don't think that they would ever be like that. Or it's really easy to believe somebody so likable and to find it hard to believe that they could behave in those really disgusting, awful ways. If you're just joining in, this is Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, and today we have Next Step's newest youth educator and advocate, Carrie, on to talk about the Netflix series, You. You make a very good point. I think that it can be a very common like idea where people just ask, like, well, why are you staying in that relationship when someone is doing these things? But I think that show is such a good example about how you don't always see all of those different things like joe is really good at hiding the fact that he is stalking her she doesn't know all of this information during that relationship she genuinely thinks because of the knowledge and information that she's been given that she's having just a naturally good relationship with this person who really cares about her and has all of these different things in common she doesn't know obviously that he's doing all of these different things behind her back and i think it speaks really well to the idea of you know how difficult it can be to be able to see all of those different things. There's this activity that we use a lot when we talk about, you know, specifically why you need to look and see what it looks like when someone is using power and control in a relationship. And basically the activity goes through and you look through all of these really zoomed in photos and you have to guess what that whole photo is of. And it's really, really hard because you're so close to the picture. You're so close to the situation. You don't have all of the information that you need to be able to see the entire picture. And I think this is a very good example of exactly that because she's so zoomed in on the situation, only being given that little snippet of information that's available to her that she can't see the entire picture about what Joe is doing. I like the idea of that activity as sort of an example of this show and any relationship. It's easy to be looking at it from the outside, you know, watching the show as the audience or seeing friends and family in their relationships. And you can see clear as day what's going on because you are not so close to it and you don't have that they're so close to this person and it is it's like being zoomed in like you said they can't see the whole picture that is just a good way to understand the why don't they leave question because i think it gets asked all the time and that's why they can't see it and sometimes they can and there are other reasons why they don't leave but this is a good example of how it happens too you know you're so close to the situation that you don't realize what's happening until you're in the thick of it yeah Beck genuinely has no idea that joe is doing all of these things until it comes to the scene where she finds she finds all of this different stuff in the ceiling of his bathroom like if she wouldn't have found that 
she wouldn't have known that he was doing all of these things. So it's such a good example about how we shouldn't blame ourselves when we don't see those things because sometimes it is impossible. So I think one of the other things that I noticed, maybe not in the show exactly, but in just watching maybe people's response to the show, is that it's very obvious that it's not okay to stalk your partner and you shouldn't. But in just reading some of the different responses to the show, I had seen a lot about like, oh my gosh, Joe is so romantic and so passionate and charming. I want someone like Joe. And I think that it's a good example of just showing how when these behaviors are shown to us in the way they are in TV shows and movies, it does give a romanticized version of a bad picture. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I get it. I totally understand, you know, those responses and like, you know, that when we first meet Joe and he's talking about Beck, it's really, you know, alarm bells aren't going off yet. And it is sweet and it is a little romantic. And, you know, you do kind of think I would love to have somebody look at me like that or talk about me like that. And that is very true. I don't want somebody stalking me, though. Um, And I think it's hard to put ourselves in that position when we're not in it. So it's easy to see the good because he is likable. So you kind of think, you know, he can't be a complete monster. You know, we do see those very sweet, emotional, romantic sides of Joe. And it makes it harder to kind of see the bad for as bad as it is, I think. And also, you know, he is coming up with excuses for all the things he's doing. And it, you kind of start feeling for him. And a lot of the things he kind of stumbles into, you know, he doesn't mean to push someone down the stairs and then, oops, they're dead. Um, and it, you kind of start feeling for him. Or um, he talks about his ex, Candace, um, in you know, says that she broke his heart and then it kind of makes it seem like she's crazy, you know, and he's had this horrible experience. And so there there is a lot of pity for him and a lot of excuses for him. Um, His upbringing is a big one. And that's something I think we also uh, hear a lot. So there's always an excuse, but it doesn't justify the behavior at all. Yeah. And that's exactly what he does throughout the entire, you know, show. He is he is creating all of these different justifications for the violence that he's committing and for the stalking and the controlling behaviors that he's doing. And I think you're exactly right to say like it can create this kind of confusion while you're watching the show. Because yes, you know that it's not okay to stalk your partner, to control your partner's life like this, to have that power over someone else. And you know it's not okay to commit these very severe acts of violence against someone else. But he does go through the entire show justifying it. And he does add in all of these different, like, softer side of him and romantic pieces. Like, even in the information that he does get from Beck while stalking her, he uses that information to create these situations that Beck thinks are just romantic situations naturally, even though he's definitely created them. 
from the information he's getting stalking her. But it can be really, really confusing to show all of that information together. And I think that that's why it's super important to be able to have this kind of critical thinking around watching TV shows and movies. So how do you think that TV show as a whole impacted you or might impact someone else while they're watching it and just how they're viewing as what's normal in relationships? Yeah, I think it kind of goes full circle and comes back to sort of what we talked about in the beginning. And we mentioned that passion a lot. Um, And I think, you know, even knowing what I know now and, you know, having been in several relationships, some that were unhealthy, some that were great, I found myself while watching this show, just like a lot of the responses you talked about, you know, wishing for that passion and misconstruing what that means. And I think it's important to remember that while healthy communication doesn't make for great entertainment necessarily, it does make for good real life and quality relationships. And so I do think that, you know, watching this show can still skew that reality a little bit, even for people, you know, who have been through real life, similar relationships and situations. So somebody who hasn't necessarily had that experience, it could just really impact them. Thank you, Carrie, for joining the show today and having this conversation about the TV show You. Thank you for having me. Thank you again to Carrie for joining our show today to talk about the Netflix series You and how the dangerous behaviors shown by Joe Goldberg may impact the people who are watching the show. In our discussion, we talked about how this show gives a number of really good examples of unhealthy and even dangerous behaviors in relationships that can be normalized in media, and how having a charming and likable character doing these behaviors and listening to their thoughts can influence how you feel about their actions. We also talked about how this show gives an excellent example of how difficult it can be to see when someone is using power and control in relationships. Join us again next month where we will be continuing this conversation and breaking down another relationship in popular media. You can also listen to our live stream or subscribe to our podcasts at weru.org or on the WERU smartphone app. Next month, February, is also Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. To show your support, you can wear orange on February 8th and share resources and information about dating violence to the young people you know. You can reach out to Next Step to learn more about resources and information that you can share. If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest speaker on the show or has an idea of media that we could discuss, please reach out to us at Next Step. As mentioned, please call Next Step's 24-7 and free helpline at one 800 for more support or more information about power and control in relationships and resources available to you. If you'd like to reach out for support but you're not sure who to call, you can call 211 to find which resource may be helpful for you and to be connected with them. Thanks for listening and I hope you join us next month.